Welcome to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. I'm Alexis Christophorus. An Austin, Texas-based startup is looking to disrupt the $20 billion funeral industry. Eternova offers a unique way to help you memorialize and remember your loved ones by turning their ashes into jewelry. That's right. And joining me now on this podcast is Eternova's co-founder, Adele Archer, who was recently named one of Inc. Magazine's 30 Under 30 Entrepreneurs. First off, congratulations on making that. (laughs) Thank you so much. That's pretty neat. Um, So tell me first just the where did this idea come from? Because I have to admit, when I first heard about it, I felt a little uneasy. I didn't know what to think. I felt a little uneasy about it. You sure, know? absolutely. But, but I can, I guess, understand on some level that this is a way to keep your loved one with you and to do something extra special for them. So tell me how this even came to be for you. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, you can't say this is where I was going to be, you know, five years ago. I and- bet you can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, so my partner Garrett and I actually started in the regular lab-grown diamond industry. Um, so we were just getting starting a business in that space. And I actually had a very close friend and business mentor of mine pass away um, quite suddenly. And her family gave some of her ashes to everyone that was very close to her. And, I mean, Tracy was just one of those remarkable people. I'm a different person because of her. Mm-hmm. And so I wanted something really extraordinary for her. When you do that research, you come to find that there aren't a lot of options. There's urns, there's vials for ashes you can wear, but nothing that felt, you know, significant enough. And mm-hmm. so... Over dinner, Garrett and I were chatting with our diamond scientists. You know, we realized there's carbon in ashes. They said, if we can get the carbon out, we can grow Tracy a diamond. And I was like, of course I want to do this. Mm -hmm. Um, And interestingly, we started getting wonderful feedback from other people who had lost really close loved ones. They wanted to do this. It pivoted our business. And here we are today. (laughs) Now, are you... It's my understanding that you're not the only company that does this in this space. There are not many, but Mm -hmm. there are a few of you, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. And talk to me about um, how the business has grown. You started in 2017. Mm -hmm. Uh, What was revenue like, if anything, then? Mm -hmm. And and what's it looking like now? Yeah, absolutely. So um, we started 2017, really Q4 of 2017. Uh, We had 280,000 in revenue. Um, so really wonderful start. We're probably looking at about two hundred fifty thousand or two hundred and fifty percent growth this year. Wow! So really, yeah, a tremendous amount of growth in our full, first full time year. What? How do you get the word out? I mean, how do you market or brand something right. like this? Because it's a fine line. Absolutely, absolutely. We put our customer first. We tell their stories because that's what it really takes is humanizing this. You know, people might have that initial reaction of, I don't know how to feel about this. But when you start unpacking the stories of people and telling them in a really emotionally compelling way, those videos are going viral on Facebook right now. And it's really word of mouth that's driving all this growth in our business. You know, we're doing all the high tech online marketing stuff, but it's people talking about it that's really generating a lot of growth. The power of word of mouth for sure. All right. So walk me through the process. I have ashes of a loved one. It could be a pet too, by the way, we should mm-hmm. say. And I'm sure that's a big, Absolutely. is that a big part of your business more so than human ashes or pet ashes? It's about 30% pets, 70% loved ones. Okay. We were just in New York for PetCon actually. So yes, <laughs> huge demand. Sure. I mean, they're family members. Yeah, your pets are family exactly. members. So I give you some, some ashes. You don't need all of the ashes, obviously. You just need Correct. a small amount. Super small. It's about half a cup of ashes. Could do it with as little as two tablespoons, but half a cup to be comfortable. And then what happens from there? And how am I able to trace it mm-hmm. during the process to make sure those are indeed my loved one's ashes? Mm-hmm. Very, very legitimate question. Um, 
Um, so, I mean, there's two p- sides to our process. There's the super technical scientific side that requires a tremendous amount of precision and it's incredibly intricate. We work on everybody at a time. And then there's the emotional side. And I think that's what sets us apart from some of these, a couple other companies that do this is this is an eight-month process. It's very involved. And we've learned that this is an opportunity to do, to really take our customer on an unbelievable journey and an experience that they're going to remember forever. We send them pictures and videos and updates. We video everything end-to-end. We have uh, interactive video packaging, handwritten notes, surprise and delight, you know, little things that we do along the way. And what a lot of our customers end up telling us is that by the end of this process, we've helped change their relationship to their grief, which is mm. just something that is just so extraordinary. It, it really makes it so meaningful for us. That's really powerful. Yeah. So, so, so there is, a, I've seen the video, uh, mm-hmm. and for those of you listening, you should definitely check it out because the, these look like they're in white lab coats. This is a laboratory. Totally. Is there a technician, if, if that's the right name for the mm-hmm. person, who one technician in particular who follows your loved one's ashes from beginning to end mm-hmm. uh, in this process? So the way it works, we actually have um, different stages of our process in um, different locations in order to get access to the best in class um, uh, science and also technologies. So we purify our carbon um, with a team here in the U.S. We actually grow all of our diamonds in Germany with the absolute most cutting edge technology. Our diamonds are cut in Antwerp, which is the 1% of diamonds are being cut there. Um, And what we do is we really humanize, um, you know, every single individual for our scientific team. So they actually see their picture. They know their story. When we talk to our customers up front, we want to know not how their loved one died, but who they were as a person Mm -hmm. or pet. Um, and capture that story and retell it in a powerful way. And so that even gets translated to every single person in our whole process. They all know everyone's story. Wow. Um, talk about personalization. Yeah. And then how do I receive the jewelry? Um, so you know, we can do one of two things. Some of our customers like to arrange for a jewel to be set locally. Others want our help. So we do have a jeweler on our team that can provide settings. And then we make the, we call it the homecoming, um, an extraordinarily special day because I mean, it is symbolic of your loved one coming back home. It's the day you've been anticipating for eight months. So we hand deliver every single diamond. Hmm. And in some cases, our families are even throwing a homecoming party. So we help them kind of plan that. So is this international? Are you servicing people internationally? Currently, it's predominantly um, North America. So U.S. and Canada, we have done international orders before. And I think there will be a tremendous amount of growth there. There's other countries like um, Japan and um, also, uh, India, 90% cremation. So right. it makes a lot of sense. Absolutely. Yeah. I want to get to some of those, uh, stories yeah. uh, of clients in a moment, including maybe some of the more, um, interesting requests you've had for jewelry. Sure. <laughs> I mean, I know the company is only about a year old, but I want to talk about the business opportunity here because you, you did see an opportunity. Um, mm-hmm. Not much has changed really in the funeral industry, has it, in the past few decades? Oh, my goodness, no. I mean, that's that's what's so remarkable about it, I guess, being a younger person that comes from a technology background. You come into this space and you're like, what's been done in the last 50 years? We're doing the same thing. Um, and you talk to anybody that goes through an end of life process, especially if that was your person and nobody's really satisfied with the choices they're given. And so I think it's absolutely time for, you know, better options for people. They're hungry for that. They're looking even outside of the funeral channel to find that online. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a huge industry, about 20 billion, um, annually, 
uh, we're seeing the cremation rate just skyrocketing. I, in the- know, it's, I saw the numbers. They're incredible. Mm-hmm. Third year in a row, cremations are outstripping traditional burials. Is yep. that right? Absolutely. Yep. I mean, in the 80s, we were at 10 percent. We're now over 50 percent in the U.S. and some states are up to 90 percent. So it's it's pretty remarkable. Some states up to 90 percent of mm-hmm. cremations. Mm-hmm. Uh, why do you think that is? I'm sure it's it's a number of different factors, but what are you seeing? What are you hearing? I think it's a combination of things. I think, um, you know, people are more mobile these days. And so it's really tough to bury your loved one and then you're never going to the That's cemetery right. or you yes. move away. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also I think, you know, again, just people are becoming more progressive. They like the idea of a cremation and being able to do different things that are celebratory with ashes. Um, so I think, you know, people are interested in doing that as well. And um, there's also a legacy side of it too, is you want to do something that is going to preserve your loved one's story and help it be passed down generation after generation. And I think that's powerful about the diamond is because you, nobody really wants to inherit ashes, but a diamond, I mean, that's amazing. And mm-hmm. that will keep somebody's story alive. And also I feel like a lot of, um, even from a religious standpoint, cremation seems to be more acceptable. I know in the mm-hmm. Catholic religion, um, cremation was really not allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, and recently it has been. So mm-hmm. I would imagine that too has contributed to the rise. Yeah. And what's super interesting too is that we can actually do this from the carbon in hair. So for our families that don't you know, believe in cremation or they choose not to do a cremation, they can save some of their loved one's hair and they can still do this process. Really? Okay. Mm-hmm. So then which just honestly makes your business opportunity that much greater because really it's the it's the whole of the industry, not just those who who choose cremation that you mm-hmm. can do this special thing for. And to add to that too, um, you know, there's also many urns that are fit sitting in family homes today. We estimate there's probably about 8.5 million of them. Mm. Um, there's no shelf life on ashes, so we can still do this for somebody who's been you know, um, sitting at home for a long time. Okay. Um, also, if someone's choosing to plan ahead for themselves, you know, that's something that we can also arrange. Um, of course, the pet side, there's about 3 million pet cremations every year. So there's a lot of different facets to our business. So let's talk about growth potential, because right now, about 50% of those who pass are cremated. But by 2020, according to the uh, funeral industry, that's expected to jump to 56%. And by the year 2030, the cremation rate's expected to reach 71% mm-hmm. nationwide. Yeah. So there's a lot of opportunity out there. Massive. Absolutely. No, I think you're I think you're spot on. And, you know, again, it just goes back to you want something extraordinary for a loved one. And so with, um, you know, many people choosing cremation, the next question is, and then what? You know, what do we do with ashes? Um, and so I think that's a call to action, actually, for a lot of innovation in the space, not just diamonds. You know, we say to our families all the time, find something that feels right for your loved one. Don't, mm-hmm. you know, just go with what's traditional um, because they're spending so much money on a traditional funeral anyway. It's seven to $8,000 on average. And for people to be dissatisfied with their options when they're spending that much money, um, you know, I really encourage them to think outside the box and get something that feels right. Yeah, literally outside the, yeah. the box, <laughs> the casket. Um, the cost is also an issue. I mean, let's just be frank. It is it is cheaper, is it not, to cremate mm-hmm. than to bury someone yes, in a it casket. Is. It is, absolutely. And that I, could be a consideration for people. I, we actually do see that with higher net worth individuals. They choose cremation over burial. Um, and I think it is an economic decision. Just they look at what, you know, is the value driver here and hmm. they say, you know, 
I don't see quite the value in burial. So I think I'll just go the route that, you know, doesn't cost my family as much. There's not a lot of land. I mm-hmm. mean, just purely yeah. from a standpoint of where do we put all of these burial sites, Correct. Uh, these gravestones and what have you. I think this is really, um, you know, a, a good solution for many. Absolutely. The company is only in its second year. So what are growth projections looking like for you? Yeah, I mean, we just are on a fabulous trajectory right now, and it looks like uh, it's it's a continuation of that. Um, things are really heating up. I think next year you'll see us investing a lot more digitally, um, you know, having a strong social media presence, um, really ramping things up from a content side, um, you know, producing more national-level uh, videos and um, starting to do a lot more PR and really getting out there and sharing, you know, what this is. Because that's really the opportunity here is most people have no idea that this is even an option. So it's just raising awareness. And a lot of the time, once you do that, the conversion on somebody going and talking to somebody else and bringing them to us at the right time, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it's all about. And what about the laboratories that you're using? Are these... Um or do you have relationships with them? Are they being leased to you? How is mm-hmm. that working? Yes. Yeah, so they're um, all supply um, partners that we work with, um, different uh, scientists that are experts in their area. And I mean, they're mostly working on um, B2B projects. And so I think right. we're, we might be their favorite project because they get to see the impact of what they do. You know, we send them the stories of loved ones and they're like, oh, my gosh, I had no idea that, you know, I got to be a part of this. Thank you so much. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, because I'm sure <laughs> when your request first came in, they thought, I don't you want us to do what? Yeah, right. <laughs> Share with us some of the stories, the more compelling stories that um, that you've seen just in, in the one year that you've been in business from people who have chosen this route to remember their loved one. Sure. Well, I know it's I, it's one year, but I, I, can't, I can't even tell you. We have a story literally behind every diamond because this is not something I don't think you do for anybody. This is really for a remarkable person who you were incredibly close to. And so we're just constantly inspired by how awesome the individual is that's becoming the diamond. And also our customers are incredible. Um, one individual that comes to mind just because we're, you know, literally in the process of starting his diamond. Um, his name is Florian Auger. Um, he is a, many things. He's a French soldier, um, radio DJ, entrepreneur. Uh, he did a bunch of, uh, you know, old car um, racing in France. Uh, just the most, literally people joke that he's the world's most interesting man, just yeah. not cast as such. Very, very eclectic life. <laughs> right. Yeah. COO of his uh, wife, Renee Rouleau. She's a very um, successful businesswoman, skincare line Um, so when Florian, uh, was diagnosed with a terminal cancer, they, as a family were kind of talking about, okay, well, what do we want to do, you know, to really celebrate Florian's life? And they were just so inspiring because they really reflected on what it means to leave a, live, live a good life, leave a legacy, Mm -hmm. what goes into that. And it was his dying wish that he wanted to become a diamond and allow for his kids and his wife to have a piece of him with them always. So he was part of the conversation in he life. Was part he of was the able to look at this as an option and say, that is what I want for me. Absolutely. I sat down with the whole family and we said, well, Florian, what color do you feel like is, is most you? <laughs> wow. So, yeah. That is just a crazy concept. But how beautiful at the same time and must have brought his and continues to bring his family a lot of comfort. Absolutely. Absolutely. And another one that comes to mind, too, is... Um, oh, wait, before... What color did he choose? He chose a black diamond for mm. his son and a green diamond um, for his wife and his daughter because he's very unique and very original. So he wanted to know which was the diamond that 
wasn't chosen quite as much color-wise, mm-hmm. and so it was green. Oh, wow. <laughs> what was the other story you were going to share? So the other story uh, that comes to mind is a wonderful customer, Jackie Sams. She did this for her daughter, Katie. Um, Katie was 19 when she passed. She lost, you know, we she left too soon. Um, and Katie was just an unbelievable person. Like she was the person that walks in a room, sees who's being left out and make sure that mm-hmm. they're included. You know, she took such incredible care of her little siblings, like just a heart of gold. Um, so when Katie passed, when really when any parent loses a child, it's very difficult for them because everyone stops talking about their child. And that's the last thing that they want. They want everybody to continue talking about mm-hmm. them. So that's actually what Jackie did was she was like, I want to create such an extraordinary ring that people will comment on it and they'll say, wow, what a beautiful piece. And she can say, yeah, it's it's my daughter. It's as beautiful as she is. Mm-hmm. And it gives her an okay way to segue into talking about Katie. Um, so what we did for her was uh, she wanted a blue diamond because Katie was born in Hawaii, loved the ocean. Mm-hmm. Um, she loved antique jewelry. So we designed this really gorgeous, intricate um, antique piece um, and had it set with her family jeweler. And so, you know, she says, I can't wait. Katie's going to get to be at her brother's, you know, marriage and all of our future family events because I'll be keeping her with me always. Well, it's really special work that you're doing. And thank you for stopping by this podcast and explaining about this unique way that we can honor and and remember our loved ones. Uh, continued success to you, Adele. Thank you so much. Thank you, Alexis. Thanks for listening to the Yahoo Finance Presents podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and share this podcast. And remember to subscribe so you never miss an episode.